Hey guys, I'm so excited to have my friend Savannah on this show today. Welcome to the Inspiring Honey podcast, Savannah. Hi, oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to chat and hang out. Oh, me too. I love your heart. I love your Instagram. Um, I love your business. And I'm just so thrilled to get to pour into the listeners together today. I'm so looking forward to it. All right. So to start off our conversation, can you tell me and our listeners just a few little fun facts about who you are? Yeah. So like Gab said, my name is Savannah. I am the owner, designer, essential all hat wearer at joyful pine which is a christian lifestyle and gift brand it is so cute if you guys have not already checked it out i love her um i love the sweatshirt that i have from her and we did a giveaway what like a month or two ago that was so fun you were pregnant and it was so cute (laughs) yes isn't that crazy to think that now i was pregnant and now i have this tiny little cute human now you have a human. <laughs> oh, I love it. So this is a question I ask everybody, and it's probably my favorite question. Tell me what the most inspiring word, so the most inspiring quote or word or the most inspiring thing that somebody has ever said to you or you have ever heard. I think, I mean, honestly, I think I would feel like I missed something if I really didn't go to God's word for what that was. Mm. And for me, that's such a source of strength and direction and encouragement. And so I was thinking about that this morning and really just asking God to remind me how he's encouraged me in every season of my life. And it was he was quick in reminding me of Psalm 35, um, chapter 30, verse 5. And the second part says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I would absolutely say that that's the most inspiring or encouraging thing that I have experienced or heard or has been given to me. I feel like it's such a gift of a reminder in God's word because there have been so many seasons and even just days, not, you know, months, but even just specific days that have felt really heavy and dark and hopeless. And a reminder is just one that he's, he's going to hold our hand again tomorrow. And we're going to walk through it with him tomorrow that he's going to guide us and that he is the only source of our joy, mm-hmm. but essentially just that the joy is coming. We do have that promise. And so that would be the most inspiring words that that I've ever, I guess, experienced or been given is um, Psalm 30, verse 5. I love that so much. I actually um, had prayed that verse over my whole entire pregnancy um, Mm -hmm. leading up to the delivery. Since I do like natural unmedicated birth, I knew that that verse is what I was going to need. And God like completely used it to get me through that whole experience. So I just love that so much. I love that. I think that it's such a beautiful promise. And, you know, you make such a good point that you walking through pregnancy is such a specific season and God used his word, which is alive to give you hope and strength. And for me, he used that verse in a season of anxiety and depression to give me strength and a reminder that good things were coming, but only in him. And so his, his word, we have such a gift there that is so alive and full of truth that it's applicable every time he gives it to us and uh it it's applicable in your season and in my season and I think that that's such a beautiful thing about about his word is that it's alive 
Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you made that point. And for anybody listening that is walking through a season that feels tough, this verse is such like a perfect reminder for you to be inspired by and to know that no matter what you're walking through, God's word is alive, like Savannah said, and it is there for us. And he wants to give us that comfort when it's in him. Absolutely. Ooh, extra encouraged by that this morning too. I love that. Yes, he is so good. All right, so I want to know a little bit about how you started your own business and like why you decided to start Joyful Pine. Like kind of walk me through what was going on in your heart, what God decided to tell you to start opening this business. You know, I would love to say that it was just this divine realization or revelation or, um, you know, commandment, but it really wasn't any of those things in the beginning. And I think that while I don't love to say that, it's super important um, because I think a lot of times we want to do something and we say, hey, God, come and do this with us or God, come and bless this thing I'm doing instead of listening and saying, what do you want me to do? Mm. I think God wants to include us in what he's doing and we should be including God in what we're doing, but we should be looking to him to say, what should I be doing? And I'm reminded of the verse um, that obedience is better than sacrifice, that we are called to be obedient and not just do what we think is right and tell God, well, I did this for you. Instead, we should be saying, yes, I'll do what you tell me. And so I just want to make that point before I go in and kind of explain how things started and where he took them and kind of how he renewed and refreshed everything that, that he's done. So with, with that being said, which is wow. like the disclaimer in my story, um, I started Joyful Pine when I was 22. I was living in my college town. And I was crafting for fun on the weekends. I had already graduated college, but I was under contract with my job to stay and work for them an additional year. So I had essentially a year of living with my roommates and still getting to have that really fun season with my friends. Um, I hadn't met Dream Boy, which is my husband. If I refer to him at all, I that's his internet name. So his name's Dream Boy. I hadn't met him. Um, I was just kind of, in college, essentially still, I was in a college town, but I, I wasn't studying anymore. And so, excuse me, when I found out that I had to do another year at my position, I decided that since I worked for a university, they would pay for me to continue my education. So I'd studied and graduated in graphic design and decided, well, you know what, if I'm going to be here another year and they're willing to pay for it, I'm just going to get another degree. And um, that was like famous last words for me. Um, <laughs> I decided to get another design degree. I got a master's degree in um, graphic design and technology as well. What? And That's a incredible. Program in one year. You and, have some brains. That's incredible. Oh, it was wild. I don't think at that point in my life I had not walked into as difficult as a season as that was. So I was, I was very just like digitally exhausted. I was doing design all day at my job in the evenings for school. And I finally, I think I was just in Target one day and I bought a water, a water, excuse me, water color set and thought, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play with watercolor. And I needed this switch to a different medium. So I decided to 
watercolor and just started painting a bunch of stuff. And I got, you know, different kinds of paint, just started painting. And I was, I wasn't good. I just needed to creatively refuel myself that wasn't digital. So a friend in passing said, you should start an Etsy shop. And she probably doesn't even remember she ever said that. (laughs) Um, It was such a passionate moment that I was like, I should, someone thinks I should start an Etsy shop. So I did. Um, (laughs) I love how simple that is. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it took. I'm easily encouraged. Um, No planning, no like real deep, deep thinking. I got online, got the types of like, permit and permits and stuff from the state that I needed and I remember going to the bank to open a business account and the guy who was opening the account for me kept asking me questions like I knew what I was doing and so I felt like well I don't really know what I'm doing but I tried really hard to answer the questions like I did so this was like baby Savannah baby business um and I really just it started not for some grandeur reason, but rather because I was looking for a creative outlet and my friend was really nice and encouraged me, even though looking back, my work was not great. She just thought, Hey, Santa, you should, you know, do this thing. And so I did it. So that's really how Joyful Pine was born and it has morphed a lot, but I think we'll get to talk about that a little bit later um, in the episode, but that's how it was born. It really wasn't this this exciting grandeur thing it was kind of this in passing maybe I will and then I did so yeah (laughs) that is actually so funny I want to touch a little bit on a few of the things that you said I want to just touch on the point that you said that a lot of the times we want to do stuff and we're like hey god like bless this or hey god walk me through this instead of actually stepping back and being like hey god like what do you want me to do because I think that's so important I mean I've seen that in my own life and I see this in all over on social media, we see like tons of people doing the same thing. And not to say that that's not what they're supposed to do, but we see so many people just like copying and repeating and um, taking inspiration for verbatim from other people. But what we really should be doing and what we really need to be doing is just going to God and be like, hey, like, what do you have for me? Yes, I completely agree. Completely. I I just love that you said that. So I just had to touch on that a little bit more. And then I also love that you said how you're just so simply encouraged um, because I am the same way. And sometimes I just jump into things without thinking things through. And I'm just like, hey, like somebody said I should do this. I can do it. Let's get this done. And I think that that's like such an encouragement to other people kind of though, because it just shows us that the words we have or the words we say rather have such a big impact like you can say to somebody hey I love your outfit or you have great style or you should start an Etsy shop and that's gonna like turn a switch on for them and inspire them to do that so I just think that's a perfect reminder of how powerful kind words actually can be yes I love that that they can stick and stay with us and that we really do have the power to encourage people for good yes that is that is why inspiring honey exists Proverbs 16, kind words are so freaking powerful. Um, so, so we're talking about Joyful Pine. We're talking about how the process came to you picking up a watercolor set and deciding that you wanted to do something more. Someone saying you should start an Etsy shop and then you just going for it. So how did you come up with the name Joyful Pine? Like, I love it. I love Joyful. It makes me smile. But where does that come from? Does it have significance? Yes. So... I um, 
grew up in the pine trees, and when I was going to college, I was actually, um, here's a little tidbit, if you do research, you'll be able to figure out where I went to college, but I actually went to college in a place that has the biggest ponderosa pine forest in the world, and so I have spent a lot of time outside and just really feeling this deep connection to the creation that God has made and been encouraged and inspired by colors and sounds and just how creative he is. And so I've always been encouraged by um, just his creation. And I love pine trees and my middle name is Joy. And so as I was going through things, I knew that I wanted something unique, something that no one else was using, hadn't been done before. And, um, I was also painting as, as things progressed, I was painting signs on pine boards. And so it all just kind of began to fit together. And for a while I kind of held the name in my heart and kind of, as my mom would say, I tried it on. And so I just kind of took it on as my own thought about it, pretended that that was it. I had decided. And as time passed before I told anybody else, it just really, I felt peace about it. And, um, yeah, it felt like it was, like it was mine. And so that is where Joyful Pine came from. It really was just the joy that I find in creation and pine trees. I was painting on pine boards, so it made perfect sense. And then um, my middle name is Joy, so it all fit together. I love that so much. I love how it just all fit, like, so perfectly. And you are right. Like, it's such, like, a happy name, and it is really unique. Like, there's a lot of stores with very similar names, but I've never heard one like yours before, and I love that. Thank you. So when you're creating your sweatshirts and everything that you do, like where are you finding inspiration, not only for your business, but I guess from like every part of your life, like where are you drawing the inspiration to give you motivation to do what you do? Absolutely. I love that question. Um, Things morphed pretty quickly for me in Joyful Pine to apparel, which was so fun. It's something that I had wanted to do for a long time, but I went from painting happy sayings on um, pine boards to creating and printing and selling apparel, and it wasn't long after that a couple of years down the road, I really experienced just a very dark and difficult season of anxiety. And I remember that I didn't go anywhere without my Bible. I couldn't go to work without my Bible. I couldn't get in a car without my Bible. I couldn't drive through and get coffee without my Bible because if I began to panic, I, I no joke would pull over and open my Bible and just start to read. There was no other place of peace or joy or solace for me to find than in God's word. And so my brand had begun by painting really just types of phrases and words and things that were happy, but weren't necessarily rooted in scripture. And I took a break during that, that difficult time and that really hard season of anxiety and just allowed God to remind me and and transform me using his word. And after that, I just had no desire to create anything that was seemingly frivolous. And, and 
that may sound kind of harsh, but really there's, there's no other source of true joy. There may be source of happiness, but there's no source of true joy Mm -hmm. than in Christ. And I just came to the decision and, and God kind of morphed and changed my business, how he decided, but I am inspired and encouraged by God's word. And so Everything after that season, everything that has come out this year um, and and maybe in the last year and a half or two years has been very strictly inspired by scripture. It's it's no longer like just happy little things or sayings. It, it to pass kind of this test for me at this point, it has to have kingdom impact and it's gotta come from God's word. And so I just came to the point where I was no longer inspired by funny or quippy or cheeky things that were fun and maybe popular and and cutesy and nothing wrong with that. But instead that I was only inspired by God's word because he the only place to find joy or peace. And so that's what I want to create out into the world. And he really grabbed Joyful Pine and changed it, I believe, into what he had for it all along. I love that so much. That is just so amazing how God really showed you what Joyful Pine is. And I think it's even more amazing the obedience you have um, for him. Thank you. I mean, I think a lot of those things take time and really walking with him to learn and recognize and find joy in. But I think they're worth it. A hundred and hundred ten percent. How do you juggle working a nine to five, like regular job and working on your business? Because I know a lot of the girls that I coach and I mentor in business or um, a lot of people that even are listening to this might feel the pull in their heart to be starting something and to be walking in the calling that he has for them, but don't know how to juggle the current season that they're in and the obligations that they have to provide um, while having their own business and uh, starting to pursue those dreams. Absolutely. I think that when God calls us to things, he provides for us to get the work done that he's asked us to do. Mm. And so there have been days where it felt like there was so much to do. And then God just helped me, uh, you know, whether that was physically or emotionally, like he carried me and he held me up. I, I'm reminded of the, the, um, story where Moses was told that for them to win the battle, he needed his arms to be in the air. And and so the men gathered around him and held him up. And God does that to us. And he does that for us in community and things like that. So I think that I, I would be missing the point of this question if I didn't say that community has been a giant factor in being able to do this with Joyful Pine and to be able to push out the sales that happen and things like that. I have amazing community who are, you know, these women are just so in love with Jesus and so willing to come over in the evenings and, you know, I will feed them and they'll come over and they'll pack stuff up or write little notes or help me organize. And I'm so blessed by them. And without that, it would be exponentially more difficult to do all of these things. So I'm thankful for them. I want to say that for sure. And secondly, I think time management and making lists helps me a lot because I'm very easily overwhelmed. 
But if I can make a list and make a plan, then I do really well. And if, if a business becomes an idol, it's no longer what God desired for us. So we can take God's will, but if we put it on a pedestal above God himself, then it has become an idol. And it's something that we're worshiping instead of something that God is inviting us in to do in his way and his will. And so time management is so important. And I never want, you know, joyful pine or, or my day job or anything like that to be of higher importance than the ministry that God has called me to at home, the ministry of my marriage, the ministry um, that I get to serve in at church, all of these other things, because Joyful Pine is a ministry and he's allowed me to be a steward of his work there. But again, obedience is better than sacrifice. And so I have to make sure that I'm obedient and in line with what he's calling me to do instead of saying, but look at everything I'm doing for you when really what he's asking for is obedience. So, um, I would say that that a lot of that was more than what you asked, but I do want to encourage, like you said, anybody who's listening who feels that tug on their heart but feels like they can't or how could they or there's not enough time, that if God is truly calling you into something and it is his will, he'll provide a way for that to happen. And we have so many biblical examples of that. So um, I do just want to encourage that he will make a way, but there are practical ways for us to manage our time well. And for me, that's lists and knowing when to stop cutting myself off at a certain point. And, um, I don't think I shared early in the podcast, but my husband is in law enforcement. And so I do have weird hours where I'm by myself and (laughs) I don't love to be alone. And so I really do enjoy putting on worship music and working on joyful pine. You know, if he's working nights, then I'll work late. And if he's working days and I know that he's coming home right as soon as I'm done with my day job, I try to be really purposeful and, you know, getting those things done maybe early in the morning before I go to work so that I can spend that time with him. And, um, so I would say that there are only so many hours in the day, but, God will give us direction on how he wants those to be spent and um, that we should be acting in reaction to what he's called us to, not prematurely to things that we think he might want. Instead of asking him, like we talked about earlier, what do you want from me so that we can respond in obedience? Mm, I love that so much. I love the story of Moses and how God provides for us when he he's directing us in our calling. And I love just how you, you talked about the importance of community. And again, that obedience and that obedient heart that you have to make sure that nothing in our life is becoming an idol. Because I know that I've been guilty of that in the past. And I know so many of us struggle with that. It's so easy to let other things come before God. It's so easy to kind of let our priorities shift and let important things fall to the wayside and get so narrow-minded or so um so caught up in one thing but the most important thing we should be focusing on is obedience and I just love that about your heart and I just love how you keep reiterating that point because I think it's so important thank you it's definitely something that God has taught me I think that um I can also, as weird as it is, sometimes make obedience an idol. And while mm-hmm. obedience isn't a bad thing, I sometimes become fixated on the law, quote, rather than rem- being reminded of grace. And so while we do want to pursue obedience and to um, 
walk in the way that God has called us, we do also have to remember that there is grace for us. But Paul tells us, do not sin so that grace may abound. So we shouldn't be walking in sin knowingly thinking, well, God will forgive us for this. But instead, we do have that hope to remember that when we feel like we have misstepped or not done what we we realize we should have done, that there's grace for us. So, mm, yeah. so powerful. Yes, grace. Yes, it's just like a perfect little balance of both. And I think that's something that we all struggle with. I think sometimes we can fall on the side of legalism or getting so caught up in the law or other times we can be a little bit too heavy on the grace and forget that there is a standard that God calls us to. So it really is it really is a balance. And I think we're all juggling it, um, whether you fall on the legalism side or you fall sometimes too heavily on the grace side. We just got to give it to God and let him kind of balance that out in our hearts. Absolutely. I completely agree. So what do you think has been like the hardest part of starting your brand and starting Joyful Pine and just kind of getting it to where it is today? What has been the most challenging thing for you? I would no doubt about it say two things. (laughs) The first is comparison and the Mm. second is taxes. (laughs) <laughs> I hate taxes. I hate oh, them so worse. much. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, you know, this is, uh, this space is such a creative outlet for me and something that I love and is colorful and happy. And then there's pff, taxes. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's, that would be one. But going back to comparison, it's so easy, especially with Instagram and social media spaces to just be overwhelmed with the saturation of other people and what they're doing mm-hmm. and forget that we are not them. And to find success, we, we should be looking to Christ and asking him, what do you want from this? Like, what do you want to happen here? This is yours and putting it back into his hands and telling him, do what you want with this instead of, well, her stuff looks like that. And that shirt was popular. I'm going to make a version of that. I'm going to use the same colors that everyone else is using. There's a lot going on in the comparison and copycat game that we look around at other people who are successful and think, well, if I want to be successful, I'm going to be like them. And that's not what God asks of us. He asks us again to be obedient and to look to him. And so, (laughs) The hardest thing for me is comparison and and feeling like, especially this year, there have been so many businesses and big things that God has done for other women in helping them grow this year. You know, people who are laid off because of COVID or using their time to kind of pursue creative outlets. And then there's me feeling like, well, I've been working really hard and just feeling really justified in the fact that, but I only have this number of followers or this number of sales or, you know, X, Y, Z. And these other people just came right out of the gate and just skyrocketed feeling insecure, but God never wants us to feel insecure in the gifts that he gave us. I remember listening to a podcast one time and this almost made my, um, my answer for the most inspiring words you'd ever heard, but these are secondary to God's word because it's not his word, but it is through his, his people, um, that we honor the giver by enjoying the gift. And so if I look at this gift that God gave me and I look around at the gifts that everyone else got and say, well, I want what they had. If someone said that to me about a gift that I gave them, it would hurt me. It would break my heart. And God has been so intentional with the gift and the stewardship that he has given me in Joyful Pine that I don't want to look to the right and to the left. I want to to 
you know, figure it out like Peter did and look straight to Christ instead of looking at the waves around me or being distracted by the things that are happening in this space, but instead to look to Christ. And so that to me would be the hardest thing is, is comparison in an industry where we want to be successful Yes, I want God's word to go forth, but there is this part of me, because I'm a human being, that says, well, I want to be successful, and I want to prove myself, when really, God just wants my heart. And so, I would encourage anybody who is starting a brand or doing things like that to not look around and to not copy people and to not try and write out someone else's success, but instead to look to Christ for inspiration and encouragement and and validation on doing what he's called us to do instead of wanting to copy what he's called someone else to do. That's not for us. Amen. We talked about that a tiny bit um, earlier in this episode, but let's just, let's dive into it a little bit again. And you just laid it out perfectly about how we are in such a copycat industry. So many people are looking to other people and saying, like you said, hey, you're doing well, so I'm going to do the same thing instead of actually coming up with what God's put on their heart or what God's led them to say. They're not going to God. They're going to other people, and that's a huge issue, and I think that's how false doctrine is being like even spread even more, um, and it, it, it can kind of make things feel super stale, and it makes us feel super insecure when we do look to the left and to the right and think, oh my gosh, that person is doing so much better, or that person's pictures look so much better, or whatever it may be, and we can't take for granted the things God gave us, and I always say whenever I talk about comparison is God did not call you to be her. God has called you to be you. And there's so much value and purpose he has for you, but you can't walk in your calling and you can't walk in your purpose if you're too busy trying to be her. Absolutely. I completely agree. And that is one thing that um, anyone in our space, and I think anybody that's on social media at all, needs to remember. And we need to remember that in every sense of the word, when we look at other mothers, when we look at other entrepreneurs, other influencers, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, God has a purpose for you and it's not to look like everybody else. And if we are all trying to be everybody else, how is he going to work through us if we're not listening to him and we're looking to be influenced by the world? I always think that we're called to be part of the world, but we're not called to be of it. And when we're caught in comparison and like striving to look like those other people, then we're trying too hard to be part of the world. Absolutely. And and you're totally right. The, the Bible tells us that we're set apart, we're chosen by God and set apart, that the world is not our home. So when we are grasping at things to look more like the world, to look mm-hmm. more like we're accepted and loved by the world, we are forsaking the very specific calling and just unique guiding that God has put on our life by wanting to be more like everyone else. God has so specifically, it's, it's so cut and dry in his word that he calls us to be set apart. He doesn't want us to look like the world. And I, there, there are instances where you could look around in the Instagram space or in the small shop space. And there are accounts that claim to be Bible believing and look exactly like the world. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just missing it. And, and yeah, I guess that's a whole other soapbox on itself, but you're totally, 
totally right that when God calls us to him, he's calling us away from the world and apart from a world that yes, we are still living here. This is our temporary home and it is part of our human experience, but we await heaven. And because of that, God called us apart to look different. You should hit someone, their life, the way they speak, treat others, spend their time, know they are a son or daughter of God. Amen. We are sons and daughters of God, and this is our temporary home. Every time I think about this and I start getting on this soapbox, I always think of that song by Carrie Underwood, and you're probably going to laugh. Temp- I cannot sing for my life, so I'm not going to embarrass myself and do it, but it's like this is not – it's the temporary home song. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's not where I belong. Yes. Every time I think about that song, and I always think of the song um, – good and faithful one um well done well done I can't think of song names my husband's a worship director and I can't remember lyrics I have the worst memory and I can never remember anything about songs except like bits and pieces of him and he makes fun of me (laughs) so bad but if you know the song you'll know what I'm talking about I think it's by Citizen's Way and it's just talking about well done good and faithful servant and that just kind of kind of puts everything in perspective for me like we are here to be his good and faithful servant and when we go up to heaven when we we meet him like I want to look him in the face and I want him to say like well done you are a faithful servant to me like welcome to eternity like you know that just gives me chills absolutely I love that and and I think that he rejoices in our coming home Mm. as well Oh, I cannot, I cannot wait for the day. I sound so, to people that aren't believers, it can sound so morbid. Um, But I just can't wait to the day till I am face to face with Jesus and I'm in his presence and just worshiping at his feet. Like, I honestly have like goosebumps right now because the thought of it is just so overwhelmingly amazing. Absolutely. It's what we were designed to do, that our soul has finally really ultimately met its purpose and that we get to worship God forever. Amen. And kind of going back a little bit, um, backtracking here to when we were talking about everybody just trying to copy each other and just being in this space where it is very saturated and people are just carbon copying what the next person is doing. There's little... There's a little, um, what's the right word? Little originality, right? Everybody is trying to look like the next person to fit in because they think that's the ticket to success. They think that's how they're going to make it big by looking like everybody else. So what would you say um, about how to stand out in this like super saturated space and more importantly, stand out for Christ? And how would you kind of step into um, that obedience of looking different so that you have that impact? Absolutely. I think that so many accounts come to mind that I feel like are so specific and original. Um, my friend Allison at Love All Design Company, she paints Bibles and um, just has a very specific, you know, a lot of people paint Bibles. This isn't some, you know, really unique concept to paint Bibles, but the way that, you know, in the same way that making t-shirts isn't this original concept, right? But the way that she, I feel like, keeps her eyes on her work. It's like we're in third grade, right? She's not looking around to see what someone else is answering on question four. She is actively building her brand the way it looks. And she has gained success and a following both because of what God's doing in her brand and also because of the fact that her brand is unique. And it's interesting because there have been instances where I've come across people on Instagram and I think, those look like Allison's flowers. And so... 
it's funny because we look at someone and think, well, they're doing really well doing this, that, and the other. I, I want to do well, so I'm going to do this, that, and the other. But that's not how they got there. And so it's really important to keep our eyes on our work and to not, if, if we are, if we see that our work begins to look like someone else's work and we are copying it instead of drawing inspiration from it, we need to take a step back because like, to be really blunt, there are legal ramifications for that. Number one, (laughs) Um, there there are copyright issues and, and intellectual property right issues. And they're really, really, really yucky to have to go through as a creator. I've walked that road several times and it's really discouraging, um, to feel like, Someone is so talented and they have all of the ability and um, inspiration to do their own thing, but instead they do someone else's thing and they could grow and, and be what God's helped them to be, but instead they want to be someone else. And so I think that it's so important, like you asked, to stand out in a very saturated space, but the way to do that is to be mindful of what you consume and how you push it back out. So be mindful of, of what's already done. You know, last year I did car hangers and they were so fun and I'm seeing them so much this year, but I'm seeing one specific design and I won't go on about that, but car hangers is not an original idea, but how can we take that product idea and make it our own, make it truly look like ours. And there are certain things that I, at this point avoid because they are oversaturated um, which doesn't mean they're not good. It just means that it's not unique in any way anymore. And so I would encourage a creator or someone starting out or anyone really that if you see a lot of inspiration on Pinterest, but you find that you end up copying, get off Pinterest, start looking outside at you know, maybe classical artwork at what God has created, listening to music and finding and drawing inspiration from these other things. Um, my friend Krista at her name is mud really draws inspiration in her colorways from nature. It's so cool because she'll release different collections and they have different nature names and she'll show you, you know, I chose this orange because of the red rocks of Sedona and, and, Orange is not unique, but she was drawing inspiration from creation, which is the ultimate form of creativity. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's my very long winded encouragement and, um, hopefully, um, yeah, just encouragement for somebody who is starting out or still building to build on your own foundation Mm -hmm. instead of picking up pieces of foundation that are just going to build something that look like someone else because they're already doing that. You won't find success there. And God truly does want to use you. And so ask him how he wants you to be used and, and follow him. But, um, yeah, that, that would be my very long winded answer to a very (laughs) short question. (laughs) No, it is such a perfect answer because he does want to use us so badly, but he can't use us when we're not listening to him. I mean, he can use us when we're not listening to him. I I shouldn't say that. Like, he can always use us, but it's harder to get to our hearts if we're not looking to him. You know, we we need to be obedient. Um, And 
it's just it's just crazy, you know. And I I know for myself when I plan out Inspiring Honey, when I plan out um what the Inspiring Honey tribe is going to be doing, and um kind of especially in the past two months as I was going through looking at this next year and looking at 2021 and what God wants this brand to be and where God wants to take this podcast and these blogs and um my shop and everything that I'm doing and my writing and just kind of had to step off of the online space for a few days and plug into him and plug into his word um, and obediently just be in prayer to say, okay, God, lead me. And after doing that, I just have such a clear vision and such a clear heart and such a clear enthusiasm about what he's doing. So I just want to encourage anybody listening that if you want to be doing something to just take like a step back from social media um, and just kind of pour into the word and let God pour into you and let him guide your next steps because then you're going to have true enthusiasm. You're not going to get burnt out trying to be like the next person and you're not going to be caught in comparison because you're going to be clear in the confidence of his calling. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. So good. Um, so I also too, like we've been talking about it a lot, but what advice, like what's a really simple piece of tangible advice that you can give to a girl sitting here and saying, all right, guys, like this is such great truth, but how do I walk forward in my calling? Like I get that you guys are doing it, but like, how do I do that too? Absolutely. But the thing that sticks out and is so prominent in my mind in that question is that Instagram is not your Bible. Oh yes. I think, I think we forget, like we go there expecting to be inspired and encouraged and all these things. And we are going to be misled if we do not deeply and truly and personally know God's word. We should be able to decipher his voice and his word aside from all of the rest of the noise. And if we can't, I think that's a good place to start before moving forward is really truly just to dig into God's word and to know him because anything moving forward that, and, and I will say this is my opinion. Um, and something that God has said on my heart, but anything isn't from him and rooted in him just really doesn't have a lot of value. And I can say that it doesn't have eternal value. That's mm. what I will say yes. is that there are a lot of things that God has called people to that aren't necessarily rooted in his word. They're good on earth and they're doing amazing things and breaking chains and, and finding freedom. But if we are not focused, the ultimate goal, which is to know God and make him known, then we're missing it. And so if we don't know God, but we feel like we want to, you know, have a Bible page or encourage people or put, you know, on Instagram, don't forget that God is after your heart. He's after our hearts and that, yes, he wants to use you to encourage, but we are not equipped to share his word if if we're not equipped with his word then how can we share his word if if we don't know him how can we tell people about him and so my encouragement to anyone who wants to start out and walking in God's calling is to make sure that you're plugged into the source you will run dry so quickly if you are not and I've walked through those seasons where God's word and fell to the wayside it became secondary or tertiary and he wants us first and if if we are not plugging into the source then nothing 
comes is going to be worth it because we're missing it. God wants us. Mm, amen. Yes, that's all he wants. He wants us and we just need to plug into him. I love that. That is such a great piece of advice. And I'm even going to hold on to that piece of advice in my heart today and moving forward. But where um, where can somebody that's listening to this go ahead and connect with you online uh, and find you on this online space? Yes. Okay. This has been such a fun chat and I love to make new friends. I feel like there have been so many people who, um, maybe started as a quote customer and they really truly have become my friends. You know, I talk about them in, in by first name and my husband knows who I'm talking about and they're, Oh yeah, the girl who ordered whatever. And so anyways, I just am thankful for a platform where friendships can grow. And so I'm always happy to, you know, have people reach out to me or to get to have conversations with people. You can find me on Instagram at joyful pine, all one word, no spaces, no periods or anything like that. Just joyful pine. And then, um, online on my website at joyfulpine.com. Ah, so awesome. You're such an encouragement. This was such a super fun conversation. And I just kind of love how, um, I really feel like God kind of took a hold of it and kind of shifted what our conversation was going to be and took it into confidence and calling and obedience. Like I really feel like those three words, um, confidence, calling, obedience, uh, just are the words that, that kind of describe this episode. Don't you? Yes. I feel I'm walking away feeling so encouraged getting to have had this conversation. And I hope that everyone who listens feels really encouraged. There are so many things out there that are great for self-help and business building and, you know, algorithms and SEO and all of those things. But like, let's root ourselves in, in the real deal. Let's root ourselves in Christ. And like you said, confidence, calling, obedience, all of these things that are so important for our Christian walk. And because they're important for us, they're important for our businesses and the things that God calls us to. Amen. So yes. All right. This is so awesome. Like you said, I feel so pumped up. I feel so encouraged. This episode was like, fire definitely um (laughs) definitely so good i know that god is gonna work and it's so greatly in the listeners hearts and i just want to thank you so much for being on this episode it was such a joy oh my gosh so good gab do you mind if i just pray really quick over any of the gals who are listening to this episode um that would be incredible let's let's go into prayer girl god i thank you just for this time together that um you and your goodness and your kindness have allowed for us to get to have this conversation, to reach across state lines and to just come together as daughters of the King that you have allowed us to pursue the things that you have put on our hearts and that you've aligned our hearts with yours. And I pray God the same thing over anyone who's listening. I pray that they would be encouraged and filled up and that they would know the source that they would go to your word and that they would go to you in prayer and um, really just submit their lives to you, God, that ultimately we are praying for salvation and for your kingdom. And I pray that you would encourage and bring dreams to life and bring them to reality and that you would just birth new things for your kingdom. Mm. God, just pray, excuse me, pray blessing over our friends that get to listen. And I pray that you would continue to just build up women who are strong and faithful and obedient. I thank you so much for this time. And I pray that no matter when or where someone is listening to this, that they would be encouraged, but only because of you, I pray that you would use the words that you gave us to speak to the people that you love in Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you so much for praying over us. I feel so moved and I just feel so inspired. And that prayer really touched my heart. And I know it's touching the hearts of the girls um, and the community listening right now. Thank you, friend. This has been such a joy. Like, (laughs) such a joy. You are such a joy. All right. So guys, don't forget to go check out Savannah at Joyful Pine on Instagram and joyfulpine.com.